Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. First Peter chapter 1, and we will be reading chapter 1, verse 6 through 9. Amen. I'm so glad for you being here today. I pray that the Lord has impressed upon me a word that will help you, that will help you, encourage you, and strengthen you in your life and in your walk with the Lord. Praise God. First Peter chapter 1 and verse 6. First Peter chapter 1 verse 6 says, Wherein ye greatly rejoice, now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness with manifold temptations. Does anybody think that those don't, that first part of that sentence, the last part of that sentence, go together? Greatly rejoicing in heaviness and manifold temptation? I don't know. But verse 7 says that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perish, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen ye love, in whom, though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. This morning I want to talk to you about the precious struggle. The precious struggle. Heavenly Father, we love you today and we thank you, God, for your word. Let it, Lord God, become, Lord Jesus, a revelation to us. We stand upon your word today. Father, your word is true. Every part of it, Lord, is anointed to bring about the desired result. Now let your word speak to our hearts today and help us, Lord, to grow thereby in the precious name of Jesus. Let everybody say amen. amen. We're talking about the precious struggle. God bless you. Be seated. One of the most valuable things that a Bible, Christian, apostolic disciple has is their faith. It is perhaps on the top shelf of importance and significance. Your faith, your belief, your faith, your confidence, your trust in God is incredibly valuable and in this world rare. 
Jesus said one thing about faith that, that puts it into a, a, an understanding, a capsule understanding of its power when he said in Mark chapter 11 and verse 22, he said, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall, shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye have them, and ye shall have them. Sounds simple, doesn't it? But just pray, have faith in God, speak to the mountain, don't have doubt. You know, it's, it's, if you have that kind of faith, you're going to be able to have victory. You're going to walk in victory. You're going to, you're going to have power over the enemy. And whatever you ask, God's going to give you. How many of you have ever asked God and he didn't give it to you? How many of you have ever prayed and it seemed like it never come to pass? Well, this scripture is not some kind of Holy Ghost capsule that you can put on every situation because faith often comes by a precious struggle. We want faith without problems. We want faith to be a, a, a little pill that we can swallow. We want faith. We want to be able to say, you know, I speak to that mountain, it's gone, whatever I ask in his name. And that is a true statement. It is true that whatever we ask in his name, he said that we would have them. But don't take that as just an isolated verse because sometimes faith will take you through struggle. Faith will take you through trial. Amen. Uh, faith will take you through a test. Hallelujah. If, if you consider with me for a moment, the woman with the issue of blood had faith. She had faith that if she could touch the hem of his garment, she would be made whole. But between that statement of faith and actually touching his garment was struggle. It was pushing. It was working through. It was persevering. It was holding on. Amen. I want to talk to you today about the precious struggle of faith. Faith is valuable. We know what the writer of Hebrews wrote concerning faith and, and that first verse of chapter 11 that defines faith for us, that faith is the substance of things hope for and the evidence of things not seen. We know that that is the definition, but why do you need hope? Because you've got to struggle. Why, why do you need an answer? Because you've got a problem. Amen. Uh, we want to talk about the miracle. We talk about the, the, the lepers that were healed. Uh, but they had leprosy, but it was their faith that caused them to reach out to the Lord. Amen. The blind that said, I want to receive my sight. Uh, well, here, let me spit in your eye. And then I want you to go and wash in the pool of Siloam. And I, I want you to, it's struggle, blind Bartimaeus. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. But he had to cry even louder. He, he pushed, persevered and had struggle. Amen. Jesus looked at a woman one time that was the Syrophoenician woman, and he said to her, she said, Lord, will you heal my daughter? And here's what Jesus responded. Well, you're a dog. That would not work on how to be a good pastor in 
2023. He said, you're a dog because you are of the a Greek. You, the, the, the promise was meant for the Hebrews. Amen. Somebody say timing. Timing because uh, Pentecost had not happened as of yet. It was still need for timing. And so the Lord was being truthful. She was an outcast. She was an outsider and she was a dog. What, what would happen to a lot of us if we came up with our prayer request and the Lord said, no, you dog. What would we do? Turn around and walk away offended and wounded? You know what this woman did? She did, as, as, as Bishop said earlier, she said, truth, Lord, but even the dogs get the crumbs from the table. Can I tell you, you might have doors slammed in your face. You might feel like the Lord has said no. You might feel like the Lord has said, uh-uh, but don't give up. It is the struggle of your faith that will give you the chance to keep your promise and hold on to your miracle. Faith. In, in, in chapter 11 of Hebrews, in verse 6, it tells us the importance of faith. But without faith, it is impossible. Somebody say impossible. To please him that cometh to God. Uh, uh, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Without faith, you can't please God. Well, I've got faith, but oh my, I've got a struggle that's going on in my life. Uh, my world isn't going good right now, but you can still have your faith because it's your faith that is in the struggle that will bring you to your promise. It is your faith that, is, uh, uh, that goes through disappointment, that goes through uh, uh, difficulty, that goes through a test. Uh, amen. That when you come on the, outside, on the other side of it, uh, you can say, I'm holding on now to my miracle. I've made it. I've overcome. But it is in the struggle of your faith that you really win. We find that faith is so important. In Romans 5, it tells us in verse 1 that we are justified by faith. We're made right in the eyes of God by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith, amen, into grace. I have access by faith. And then he says, wherein you stand, it is my faith that gives me access to the throne room of God. It is my faith that gives me access to the grace of God. It is my faith that gives me access to the love of God. It is my faith that gives me access to the power of God. It is my faith that gives me access to God. But sometimes between my faith and that promise coming true is a struggle. It's a place of... I'm. I, I feel opposition. How many of you are praying, oh God, I want to be closer to you. I want to draw nearer to you. But there is a struggle there. There is a, Your desire says, I want closer. But there's a struggle there. Well, I want to encourage you this morning to keep pushing on, even in the face of the struggle, because your faith is just as strong in the struggle as it is in the calm. It's a precious faith. It's a precious struggle that leads to the preciousness of God and giving us access to the Lord. Open your Bibles to Romans chapter 4. 
Our Old Testament example of faith is many. This is Abraham. We're in Romans chapter 4. It says in verse 12, and the speaking of Abraham, the father of circumcision, to them that are not of the circumcision only, but who also walk in the steps of the faith of our father Abraham, which he had being yet uncircumcised. Abraham had faith before he had the covenant of circumcision for his family. He had faith. And then in verse 17 it says, As is it written, I have made thee, speaking of Abraham again, a father of many nations, before him whom he believed even God, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not though they were, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, and he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Amen. Abraham's faith was a faith that says, I don't even have all the knowledge. I don't have all the facts. I don't have all the understanding. And my body is now dead. I, I, my wife's body is dead, as it were, pertaining to producing children, but I've got a promise by God, and I'm going to persevere. Was he perfect in his faith? Not necessarily. He messed up, and he struggled, and he tried, and he failed, but I want to say that's the picture that God wants you to understand, is that your faith may not be perfect, but it's got to be progressive. It's got to keep believing in faith of loss, in face of disappointment, in the face of things don't work out. It's got to be a faith that says I'm persevering on in this struggle and not only is it a struggle, it's a precious struggle. Calling somebody this morning to embrace the struggle of your faith. Don't cast it aside. I don't know. I don't understand. I don't have it figured out. Embrace the struggle that he's still God, that he still can. Even if he don't, he still can. Even if he moves in a different way, he's still moving. Embrace your struggle. Embra I'm preaching to you this morning. Embrace your struggle because Peter said it's precious. Precious. When you study Abraham's life, he was called to go a place that he didn't know where he's going. How do, you, how do you walk to your family and say, the U-Haul is coming and we're moving? Where are we going? Don't know. Sarah said to him, you're crazy. I know. All I know is that I have a voice from God that said, go. Don't know where I'm going. Don't know what I'm going to do when I get there. Don't even know what it's going to look like. I'll just know. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to embrace that this morning. You want God to give you a perfect uh, 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 everything laid out about your life and how your life is going to be and what God has got for you. And, and, and he gives you a piece of puzzle. 
You pray, oh God, let me see where you're, where are you taking me? What am I going to do? And, 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 and we want a video from first to the last. And he gives you a piece of puzzle with no picture reference to know where that piece of puzzle goes. Do I have any puzzle people in the place? Anybody likes to do puzzles? God bless you folks. I don't have patience for them. But it's, it's that struggle of faith. But if you'll step out by faith when you know that there is a word there that says to Abraham, go, and he went. Go, and he went. Hallelujah. Abraham even didn't start off his journey with great faith. His faith was small. His faith was minor. His faith was diminutive and minuscule. But Jesus would later say, if you have faith, as of the grain of mustard seed. It is not the size of your faith that matters. It is the struggle of your faith that when you plant that seed, it dies. It's not seen that the struggle of waiting. It's the struggle of persevering and enduring. You know, we tend to idolize Bible characters like some Marvel hero and that they must have been superhuman. They must have had some super skills that we don't have. They must have, they must have. Abraham was a real man, real emotions, real issues. If you don't believe me, read his story, read his life. He made some wrong turns. He made some bad decisions. He met, his faith wasn't perfect, but it wasn't stagnant. It wasn't stagnant. <clears throat> you might feel like today that you're making mistakes in your faith. Don't misconstrue your mistakes as failure. See it as struggle. Can I say it again? Don't mistake your failures or your, your struggle as a failure that I can never get over, look at as it is, I struggle sometimes. If you sit down with Bishop Walls, a great man of faith, he will tell you, I struggle sometimes. If you sit down with some others in this building, they will tell you. If you sit down with me, I will tell you, I struggle at times. There are times I just got to put one foot in front of the other, even when I don't feel it, I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen, but somehow I've got to persevere and realize that the struggle is what is important. Yeah. <coughs> in the testimony of Abraham, he made some mistakes, he had some miscues, he made some wrong turns, but listen to this statement. He staggered not at the promise of God. What does that mean? Is that when he, when he messed up, he got up, brushed himself off, and kept on going. Amen. You know who didn't do that? Lot, his nephew. Lot made mistakes and kept on making them. He would not get up and let his faith progress, but rather degress. Don't let your struggle cause your faith to digress, but let it be a part of moving forward. Amen. We will find that Abraham was not perfect, but his faith 
was progressive. His faith began to continue to persevere during the, the time of trial and test. Notice it says, being not weak, being not feeble, being not without strength, not having powerless or poor and needy, amen, a state of in, uh, capability. He staggered not of the, through, at the promises of God through unbelief. Here's what that word means. He never separated himself from the promise. Amen. He may have struggled, but he never separated himself from the promise. Let me say, you may struggle, but don't separate yourself from the love of God, from the promise of God, from the word of God. Don't separate yourself from his encouraging promise. Can you thank the Lord today? Let's praise him today. Let's thank him for that. The Bible said he was strong in faith. That simply means his faith increased. Progress. Progress. Habakkuk wrote that the just shall live by faith. Perhaps he should have written the just shall live by struggle in faith. I am so convinced that we have such Americanized version of what faith is. That Americanized version of welfare. Gimme, give gimme, give my name's Jimmy. Gimme, give gimme, give my name is me, Timmy. Y'all didn't know that's what my name was. Gimme, I want it. But rather, we have an Americanized version that says, if you live for God, you should never struggle. You should never have any thoughts of doubts. You should never have, what was it that, that, that the father said to Jesus, whose child was sick, I believe, help thou my unbelief. Hallelujah. What is he saying? I'm not separating myself from the promise. That's the faith you have to have. Not that you don't ever struggle, but don't separate yourself from the promise of God. Amen. But in, in American terms, it's like I, I, all this stuff should come easy to me. And woe be unto those that preach the prosperity gospel. It is so detrimental that you ought to be living in this kind of house and driving this kind of car and having this kind of money and all that. It's a Ponzi scheme because only those at the top are the ones that are wealthy. <clears throat> but it's a struggle. It's a struggle. <laughs> Anybody had some struggles in your life? Anybody ever had more month than they had money? Mm -hmm. Anybody ever had a cupboard that was bare? You ever been to the place... You're so broke that you try your best. And when you're eating your soup, like one man said, he picked up a fly and said, spit it out. <laughs> it is just so, it, and you're praying, oh God, I want, I need, and, I'm, and it seems like everybody else around you is being blessed. Amen. What the enemy wants to try to do is make you quit. And separate yourself from the, pro from, the, from the promise of God. But instead, why don't you look at it? This is a precious struggle. And when I come out of this, 
Like Job said, nobody has faced what Job faced. And when, but when he comes out, he said, I, I know he tries me, but when I come forth, I'm going to come forth as go. I'm going to be better out of this struggle than I am right now. I'm going to be better when I go through this test and trial than I am right now. Faith is not a prescription antibiotic that you take in so many days and then you quit. Faith is a lifestyle. It's progressive. It's a daily walk. In Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 37, it echoes the words that Habakkuk said about living by faith when he said in verse 37, For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come, and will not tarry, now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. If any man, let me say it this way, separates himself from the promise, not that he, he may stagger, he may struggle, but he doesn't separate himself. The Lord said, I'll have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back under perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Oh, praise be to God for a faith that says, I'm looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. Let me just say this to you so you really get a clear picture of faith. Faith is only temporary in this instance. Is that one day faith will be sight. On the other side, when we are before the Lord, there will be no need for faith then because we will be forever in his presence. In heaven, there will not be a need for faith because it will come to a completeness. Therefore, he is the author and the finisher of our faith. If he's the author and the finisher, then I've got to be the one that endures the struggle of the uncertainty, of the struggle of the question, the struggle of, un, of not knowing the struggle of feeling he's not answering. He's the author and finisher of our faith. He's the originator. He's the initiator. He's the founder. He's the one that started it. And he's the finisher. He's the one that perfects. Hallelujah. He's the one that completes. He's the one that says to me at some times, you're a dog. But don't you love me, Jesus? Yeah, but you need your faith to be stretched. You know what Jesus later said to his disciples when that woman said, yeah, but the dogs get the crumbs? Jesus said, you need to check her faith out. Her faith is what you need. Even though she was at, at first chance response, the first response seemed to be a rejection. But Jesus said, this woman Again, we go back to time. It was not time that the Gentiles should receive the promise. That didn't happen until after Calvary that the Gentiles could receive the promise. So what this woman did, here's how great her faith was, is that she reached forward past Calvary and said, I'm counting on the day 
that the Gentiles are going to be accepted. And let your faith reach to the future. And the Lord said, see here, that's the kind of faith you need, is that you can reach to your future and say, Lord, you are both the author and the finisher of our faith, and you're already where my answer is. You're already there where my, my problem is solved. You are the perfecter of my faith. You are the perfecter of my faith. That's what the word finisher literally means, the one who completes. So sometimes in the struggle, we need determination. Somebody say determination. Grit. Staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. What does that say? It's progressive. It's determined. Don't give up in your struggle. Keep moving forward in your struggle. Stay connected to the promise in the word in your struggle. The apostles prayed one time and said, Lord, increase our faith. What are they really saying? Help us in our struggle. Help us in this this, we, we, we don't have it all figured out. We don't understand. Would you help me, Lord? Would you help me, Lord? I'll be honest with you. I look at our world today and I see what is going on. I don't understand. I don't have a clue. I can't get it figured out. Lord, increase my faith. The world's going to increase my ag aggravation. The news is going to increase my anger. This world situation is going to increase. Lord, what I need is I need my faith to be increased. Hallelujah. You know what? Worry comes sometimes as a struggle. Worry. Worry, you are a reminder that my God is still my provider. My God is going to provide. I don't have to worry or fear. Amen. I don't have to worry or fear. Look what Paul said in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power. Somebody say power. The power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Again, that's the timing aspect of it. Then verse 17 says, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, from experience to experience, from struggle to struggle, from need and adversity to need and adversity. The just shall live by faith, but it's not just a living here, it's progressing, it's growing. Is your faith growing today? Is your faith in God growing? Is your revelation in God growing? If it isn't, then you need to look at the struggle and say, I'm pushing against you. I'm going to have the resistance and I'm going to push against you because I'm going to grow in the revelation of the righteousness of God from faith to faith. Faith is vital and the struggle is real. Look what James writes, the brother of Jesus, the, we would say this, the stepbrother of Jesus, but James 1 and 2, he writes, my brethren, count it all joy. When you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying, the struggle of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect, that means mature, and entire, 
wanting nothing. Amen. What was it that brought us to that point? It's the trying of the faith. It is the struggle of the faith. It is the overcoming. It is going through the resistance. It is the perseverance that says, I believe no matter what? I can't see it. I don't feel it, but I believe it. I don't know it, but I believe it. I can't touch it, but I believe it. It's a struggle, but don't get upset in your struggle. It's normal and it's precious. Jesus even told Simon in Luke 22, 31, he said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But Jesus said, but I have prayed for thee that your faith fail not. You mean to tell me that even denying the Lord three times wasn't a faith failure? No, because somehow, even in all of that, Peter stayed connected to the promise. Even in his doubt, even in his struggle, even in his denial, because Jesus said, I pray that your faith fail not, and it didn't. It didn't. Ultimately, he repented, ultimately got right, and he became the preacher of Pentecost. Can you thank the Lord for the struggle today? Can you thank the Lord for the struggle today? I'm dealing with, with, with people and have dealt with people in my pastoral ministry that says, if God loved me, then why am I hurting? If God loves him so much, why do I have so many problems? If God loves him, where is he? Why doesn't he fix my problems? Maybe he's waiting for you to overcome in the struggle. Maybe he's waiting for you to have the faith of the woman with the issue of blood that says, I'm pushing my way through the crowd, even though they say, stop, shut up, leave him. No, I'm going to push my way through. Amen. A lot of people, again, that goes back to that Americanized understanding of what God is for us, is that if I put my money in, I get a pop out. And if I don't get a pop, I got to shake it until the pop begins to fall. Amen. Lord, I'm, I'm praying, I'm making, I'm, I'm quoting scripture, but are you understanding the point of struggle? Back to our beginning text in 1 Peter I want to pick up reading before our introduction text in 1 Peter 1 and 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope. That's a different kind of hope that the world has. By the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible. Somebody say that's a fact. Undefiled. That's a fact. That fades not away. That's a fact, and it's reserved for you in heaven. Can I just remind you, this isn't heaven. This is not heaven. I'm not just living this life so that I can have all my issues wiped away, all my heartaches wiped away, but I'm living this life, yes, to overcome, but my ultimate goal is for the reservation in glory when I stand before the Lord and hear him say, well done, thy faithful servant. Yes, I've checked the book, and you have reservations here. Come on in. 
But if you can't overcome in the struggle of faith, the enemy will sidetrack you. The enemy will pull you into a mentality of lot. He'll pull you in a way, I'm going to separate myself from the promise. You may falter and you may make some mistakes, but don't disconnect yourself from God in the struggle. He's going to reserve for you, verse 5, who are kept by the power of God through faith. That's real. We are kept by the power of God in 23 all over this world, regardless of the situation, regardless of what countries and what they're dealing with. You may have, have read this. Uh, Charisma Magazine put out an article of a woman whose family got upset at her because she experienced the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking other the tongues. This was not a fly in my night lady. She was a principal, had won the principal of the year award in, a, in the state where she is. And so her and her family got into it, and the family sent the state troopers. They arrested her and took her to a mental hospital, subjected her to all kinds of drugs and tests to try to see if she's crazy or not. And she was incarcerated, if you please, in a mental hospital for a few days because she spoke in tongues. That's not Russia. That's not China. That's not Sudan. That's Alaska. We're living in a world today that if I can't stand a little bit of Jesus ruffling my feathers through some rebuke or correction, I don't know that I can... Deal with this world and the persecution because the struggle you're in right now is going to prepare you for a struggle tomorrow and the struggle the next day. I wish I'd have a year that I wouldn't have any struggle. Sorry, that's not life. Sorry, that's not reality. But what you can have is overcoming faith in the struggle and you can see that struggle as not being just an adversity but being something that's precious. It's valuable. Valuable. We're kept by the power of God through faith. Then verse 6 says, For wherein you greatly rejoice, now for a season, you rejoice. You rejoice. What? If need be, you are in heaviness through manifold tests or temptations, that the trial of your faith, the struggle of of your faith being much more precious than of gold. He did not say your faith is gold. He said the trial of your faith is gold. There must be something that grabs a hold of every believer that says my faith is sure and the struggle is to keep me on the straight path and I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to embrace it. Hallelujah. I'm going to embrace the attack of the enemy in that I am an overcomer. I'm going to embrace the struggle of my faith. I know this is not popular for a bubble wrap world that wants everything easy and cushy handed to them. But he says, the trial of your faith much is more precious than of gold that perisheth. That though it may be tried with fire, it might be found unto praise, honor, and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Hmm. That's the key to the struggle. Then he said in verse 9, receiving the end 
of your faith. The struggle. Some of us wrestle with the insecurity of life. There are those that are wrestling with the insecurity of, am I saved or not saved? Well, if you've been born again of water and spirit, you repented of your sins, baptized in Jesus' name, and received the Holy Ghost, let me just tell you that there is an enemy that will try to tell you that you're not born again. Others struggle with the inability to forgive, and it blocks their faith. It's a struggle. Push through and forgive. Let go. Some listen to the voice of accusers, the accuser of the brother in, in, in particular, that he does his best to ridicule us with guilt and bind us in shame. Can I tell you today, it does not matter what you've done, where you've been, how long, how bad, there is a mercy and a grace that will cover you and that you must believe that your sins are gone when you repent, amen, and turn 180 degrees. You must believe that there is a God that is with you. He brought you this far. Hallelujah. I mentioned Job earlier. Job practically lost everything. Possessions gone. His way of life gone. His wealth gone. Family, children gone. He was tormented by self-doubt. He was tormented by failure in his mind. And then he had some friends. Let's put the air quote around those friends. They were so-called friends. They were self-serving critics. They were not friends that come to help him. His wife even told him at one time, curse God and get and die. Amen. There is such a, a, a spirit today that says, in your struggle, give up. Quit. Pull a quitter. But he didn't quit. I mentioned it, but let me read it specifically. Job 23 and 8. Behold, I go forward. Job said, but he's not there. Backward, and I cannot perceive him. On the left hand where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand that I cannot see him. But he knows the way that I take. Here's the struggle. Here's where he gets into the struggle mode and pushing back in, in, this, in this horrible time. He says, but he knows the way that I take. And when he had tried me, I shall come forth as gold. My foot hath held his steps. His way have I kept and not declined. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Oh, somehow the faith of Job embraced the struggle. It's precious. We don't like it, but it's precious. In Psalm chapter 66, let me go to that verse of Scripture in verse 9. Psalm 66 and 9, which holdeth our soul in life and suffereth not our foot to be moved. For thou, O God, has proved us. Thou hast tried us as silver is tried. You've put me in the place of struggle. Thou hast brought us into the net. You laid afflictions upon our loins. Doesn't sound like what I want to sign up for. He says, Lord, you've afflicted us. 
Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. But, I like this conjunction. Thou hast brought us into a wealthy place. The message reads of this text. Didn't he set us on the road of life? Didn't he keep us out of the ditch? He trained us first and passed us like silver through a finer's fire, brought us into hard, scribble country, pushed us in every limit, road tested us inside and out, took us to hell and back. Finally, he brought us to the place that was well watered. The ultimate thing about your struggle is that it will lead you to a well-watered place if you'll keep connected to the promise. I got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Say that with me. I got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Would you stand with me, please? How many know him as the provider? You've met him as the provider. He never promised us that we'd always eat steak, but he said he would take care of us. The psalmist said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. He promised us he'd take care of us. There are things that will blow our mind about how God has made provision for people through the years, how he has made things appear as miraculous as a coin in the mouth of a fish. God knows. I said, God knows. Oh, song the Imperials used to sing, he didn't bring us this far to leave us. He didn't teach us to swim to let us drown. He didn't bring you in this struggle to destroy you or destroy me, but he brought you in the struggle to lead you to the place that he has prepared for you. But for some reason, and he's God, I don't have to know the reason why. But for some reason, he often puts us in the place of struggle before he puts us in the place of well-watered. So, if the struggle leads me to the well-watered place of blessing, then oh, let me not curse the struggle, but let me embrace the struggle as precious. That's what the word said, so precious. Hallelujah. Anybody, anybody struggling with anything today? You got, got a struggle in your life. You got issues in your life. You feel like you're hitting your head against the wall. Amen. I'm going to open this altar for everyone, but there's some folks in this room today, you're struggling. And God wants you to know that you ought to embrace it as if it's connected your faith and trying to make you doubt, you ought to embrace and say, this struggle is just going to help me have more resolve. I will have more determination. I will have more endurance. I will get through. I'll be a better person on the other side. Come to the altar today. Amen. And let's just bring our struggle to the Lord and say, Lord, I rejoice. That's what your word says. Your word says rejoice in the season of the fiery trial. Rejoice when those things come to you. Hold on. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast 
And we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorchurch.com to learn more about our ministry.